With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. It is Judd's Hockey Show, a post-game Wild Ventline playoff edition getting an early start because, well, the Wild is cooked with 2.52 left in this game, down 7-3 in Dallas. Um, a disappointing night, a game in which the Wild had a chance to take a 2-0 lead and uh, instead played about as bad as you could play for large portions of the first and second period, and the Dallas Stars score seven goals. But um, before we give our quick thoughts on this game, it's Judd and Declan as always. This show's about you tonight. This show's about your reaction to uh, Marc-Andre Fleury getting the start, about your reaction to how this team played in Game 2. Want to hear from as many of you as possible, as always, because we enjoy that. Um, But yes, it has been, as Noah says there, a bad day for Minnesota sports teams. Now, I do have to uh, flip over on my phone when this is done, because the Wolves made a miraculous, furious rally uh, circa wild 2017 comeback. But the uh, Declan, the Wild is going to um, definitely lose this game, come back one-to-one. And um, the only thing I'll say is this. Let's not celebrate that. Let's not be like I've seen comments already. Oh, they come back one-one. It's, it's great. It's fine. You had a real chance tonight, I thought. A real opportunity when you came back from a uh, four-to-one deficit to make it four-to-three. And um, your irresponsible play and possibly a goaltending change from game one-to-two cost you. Man, uh, so I, I have shockingly calmed down, but I was I was pretty hot. Uh, not in the ways I like to be about 45 minutes ago. Um, yeah, I don't want to hear anything about you going back to home tied one-to-one here. And before I really get into my rant, I do have to make this very important. This is Wild Bentline to Judd's Point, so I want Wild fans to join us and talk about this. Judd's pouring a surly. I'm about to crack open a seltzer of my choice as well. Um, and if you'd like to join Wild Bentline, it's vikingsbentline at gmail.com. I know that's confusing. We just have one email here. Get over at, it. At the bottom of the screen. Just get over it. It's vikingsbentline at gmail.com. I'm already seeing some invites flood in. Send me as many as you'd like. We're going to be here for you uh, throughout this game. And if you are watching the Wolves, BT Dubs, Phil Mackey, Kyle Tige will also be live on this YouTube channel to break down Wolves and Nuggets whenever that one ends. So if you're watching basketball, you want that, go over here. Want to complain about the wild though? Stick with us right We're here. Talk about Vikings the series event line at gmail.com. Game two, uh, uh bigger over outlook doesn't matter. All right, so here's my opening rant, if you will, Judd Zolgad. Um, there's a huge difference in playing with house money, and that's that's kind of was the theme going into night house money, right? You stole game one. You won in double overtime in dramatic fashion. You had to hobble to do so. Ryan Hartman's playing in a leg, eating peanut butter and jellies between intermissions. You did everything you could to try to win that game. You're, you, you won it. Good for you. Big road win. You have a chance to go up 2-0 for the first time ever in a playoff series. Think about that, Judd. The Wild have played a ton of playoff games. Not yep. once, not once have they gone up two games to 0 to start a playoff series. Correct. And instead... You've been talking about adjustments, right? Is Dean going to make the proper adjustments that need to be made for the Wild to not just win some playoff games, which they've done, but to win playoff series? And when you're playing with house money and things are going all well and your goaltender's been on fire throughout the first playoff game and for, honestly, 90% of this season, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's pull him, and we'll put in the decorated veteran and Marc-Andre Fleury. And we're playing with house money, so let's all be good. So this will be fine. It was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. Regular season wins are one thing. 
Winning in the playoff is completely different. Beating Calgary in February right now doesn't matter that, that you rotated your goalies in a Ducks and Flames back-to-back, okay? You have to win playoff games right now. And when you have a guy who stopped 42 consecutive pucks, which yeah. is what Philip Gustafson did in game one, to then go back to Marc-Andre Fleury to make lineup changes a little bit out of necessity because there's injuries, this was a Dean Evison self-sabotage. I don't give a rip. The game is tied one to the series is tied one to one. I don't care about that. You had every opportunity to put the right guy in the net and keep the right guy in the net, and you overthought yourself. You got too cute. I don't know if that's Bill Guerin's influence. I don't know if that's a coaching influence, Judd, but you got way too cute. You played with house money, and just because you won and you got a great shoe on the first hand and, and the first first amount of bets does not mean it carries over in the next one. This was self-sabotage by Dean Emerson. That's my opening rant. I like that. You're exactly right. And I, I do think that it was from the rumblings I've heard tonight that this was um, this was a decision that also involved the GM, who we both like. But yeah, this was, look, and I saw things like, well, good, you're going to start uh, the flower tonight, and then Gus is going to come back fresh. First of all, if Gus, Gus played two nights ago, he's a young man, okay? Jake Ottinger started game one, too, and you know what he played? Game two. Um, and the other thing is, okay, so Hartman couldn't play. Eck can't play. Big deal. Every team play, you know, you, this is a war of attrition. So I'm just so tired of our Minnesota justification of losses. Oh yeah. You won a game. So that's fine. You had a chance to win too. jump on it. I said before the third period, lift flurry. And I heard Boucher saying, I think he was protecting Gus. If Gus is that mentally soft that he couldn't play in this game because the wild was, was, was without some guys then Gus doesn't belong in the league, and we know damn well he belongs here, right? So I said on TikTok, because I'm big on the talk, before the third period, take, yeah, exactly right. Hold on a second here. I'm going to take a sip of this. Mm-hmm. Sending out emails too, so. Take Gustafson, put him in, juggle your lines, take Zuccarello off of the Kaprizov line. This is also driving me crazy, okay? This is a... I hate this. This is a, a this is a Suter Parisi thing. Well, he's got to play with Kaprizov. No, he doesn't. Gustav Nyquist, soft as myths, this side of the X. Um, try to put him with Kaprizov. Put anybody with Kaprizov, but Zuccarello, who's been absolutely, for the most part, atrocious and unplayable. I'm not even saying um, uh, scratch him, but Matt Zuccarello doesn't have a God-given right. There's nothing that I have ever read that says, Matt Zuccarello gets to play with Kirill Kaprizov no matter what. Why aren't you juggling your lines? I said in the third period, try to put some firepower of guys who are playing decently together. Like, Dean, you've had to juggle because of Hartman and Eck being out. Your top three lines, okay? So why are you leaving them together? Um, You know, again, again, he's completing his checks, but Felino offensively is a zero factor. Sunquist scored a goal. Sunquist better not come out. Sunquist is doing what Felino can't, which is driving to the net. And and you know what? I don't care. The puck went off his skate. But I am just, I, I just, I don't know how uh, the folks on on the show feel about it. But I am so tired of coming up with excuses for passive aggressive. Well, I mean, they got the split. You had a chance to win two decks. You're exactly right. I'm with you. Uh, Flurry is to blame for a few goals, certainly not all goals, but the fact is he gave up six goals on 23 shots in the first two periods. And and he never made a save. He did not make enough saves that you absolutely had to have. The one goal, I think it was the Ben goal, that went between his legs. Yeah, that's a tough save. I don't care. Stop the puck. So anyway, I'm with you totally. But I I mean, let's get, this is a score and or thing. Let's get past being happy. This is the playoffs. You're either happy because you won or pissed off because you lost. Let's not look for the, well, there's the the, the good and the loss. They got a split. You, ha- you came out and played terrible in the first, for a large portion of the first. In the second, you got within a damn goal. You almost tied it, and then you fell apart again. I ain't happy about that. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty brutal one for uh, for the Minnesota Wild. And I, the, I've i seen the Wild in this, the third straight best-of-seven series they're in. And in, in, an, and in a best-of-seven series, they had a chance to win. They had a chance to win the Vegas Golden Knights series. That wasn't, I mean, wild fans were jumping for joy when they got Vegas. Remember that two years ago this time, Judd? Oh, we got yep. Vegas. We we yep. kicked their ass in the regular season numerous times. We lost in seven. 
Okay, yeah. now we now we get St. Louis. We get home ice this time. How many times have we ever gotten home ice in a playoff series? Ah, you, you lost in six. Dude, I know. I'm, I'm totally with you. You only get so many play- chances in the right. playoffs, okay? And the Wild have been to the playoffs so many times, and yep. you're happy you're going up one-to-one when you could have easily went up 2-0 with the right guy in the net. You got too cute. Oh, man. I'm, I'm fired up. Judd, we do have some Wild fans who are filtering into the room right now. And again, this is your show. Uh, for anyone who's just tuning in after the game has ended, the Wild have officially lost uh, game two. They head back to St. Paul. If you want to get in on this event session, please shoot me an email. It is vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'm filtering them in. Uh, come hang out with us. This is a safe space. We welcome all fans. Dallas Stars fans, if you're watching this even. Ooh. Still a safe space. Come mm-hmm. on. Let's have a conversation. This is a safe space for you uh, to voice your opinions on the game. So, Judd, uh, if you want, I can turn it over to these wild fans who are in the room. Bring them Should on. We do it. All Bring right. them on. All right, let's do it. All right, let's get Michael on to start. Michael, you're uh, you're batting leadoff here. Welcome to Wild Vent Line, sir. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing after this uh, horrible, horrible game that we had to watch? I'm not happy. I'm not I, happy about it. I can't say I blame you, but hey, let, let's at least look at the positive. At least the game is a- ending on the same day that it started. So, <laughs> minor sure. positive from uh, game one. I like it. Um, <laughs> obviously, multiple things to vent about. Thank you for having me on. Clearly, starting the flower was the wrong way to go. Mm-hmm. Let's let's all look at it. Gus had over 50 saves in game one, was on fire. The only two goals he gave up were both power play goals where the penalty kill was absolutely atrocious and were lost on faceoffs. He needed to be in goal tonight, regardless of whatever the plan was with Dino. You guys are 100% right. He way overthought it. And if Garen was involved in that and making Dean do something that he didn't necessarily want to do, that's on Garen as well. Um, Just a complete clown show in that regard. Next, Zuccarello has got to be off of that top line. I know we want to keep Kirill happy. He's got three more years on his contract after this. We can make him happy with the multiple Russians that are going to be on the team in the next three years. It's going to be fine. We gotta flip flop him. Nyquist has been Preach. outstanding. Put him on the front top line. Let's see what happens. Dude, yes. What what what's the worst that can happen? And finally, Johnny Merrill. What's he doing out there? <laughs> Just play goose. Yes. Like goose played better in the second. Look, I was down on the goose for a yeah, long time, for and a they long put him in the time. press box, and I agreed completely. And then he got that that you know last half of the season, he got chances, and he is a more reliable defenseman than Johnny Merrill. Absolutely, you're and so right. Quite frankly, even Klingberg. I know the Klingberg experience is up and down. Let's yeah. let's be honest, but the Johnny Merrill experience has just been down. We've got Brock Faber out there who I didn't know what was going to happen when he came into the into the lineup. He's been outstanding. Outstanding. Don't, he don't. can cover up for Klingberg. We need somebody to run that power play. The number one power play has been atrocious. And oh, it's just been it's it was just so disappointing. My wife and I will be at game three on Friday night. Instead of being just outstandingly drunk and having a blast uh, up 2-0. Instead, we're going to be nervous drunk and enjoying game three. But uh, we'll be there rooting our butts off. So Lead, lead the cheers of Suter Sucks. Oh, absolutely. Lead those cheers. I want to hear that. I want to hear that, folks. I'm so tired of the Locker Room Lawyers Act, okay? It's out there now. He well, was a cheap player here. He's cheaper there because he can't skate now as well. But, you know... I am was so tired of his his. We're gonna practice at Braemar because Zach and I live in Edina. His locker room lawyer crap that he pulled, <laughs> and now you know he's a cross checking machine, and he was here too. But I could never stand him here. I can't stand him there. Suter is the bad guy. He is he is Minnesota's Dumba. What Dumba is to Dallas, I want to hear that on Friday night. Judd, I, I gotta, I gotta object though. I'm a lawyer by trade, so Suter being anywhere near my profession, I, I take great offense to that one. But other than that, I'm with you. Well, Thanks, Michael. Appreciate I that. hope you're a better guy than Ryan, Michael. On his Nyquist point, great point by the way from Michael. And great call, thank you, Michael, for um for your great frustrations there. Go get him in game three. Um, Nyquist in the top line, right? 
at this point. I mean, Judd, he's been the guy. He has been the best forward on the on the ice, in my opinion, for the Wild the, for both these games. I know today was a gong show, fantastic, but he he's been the best player on the ice, in my opinion, these two yep. games. Yep. Yeah, he should be the only. My only question is, has he played? And I just don't know. I I know of his career. I don't know specifics. Has he played the right wing? Because that's where Matt's plays. Matt's a what? Left-handed shot who prefers right wing. That allows Krill to play the left wing. But Matt's a Look, I don't care if you take Stella the dog. Pardon. Somebody's got to replace Zuccarello. He cannot be left on that line. How long has he been bad for, Declan? Yeah. Like, this it's, is not it's... new. And by the way, he had one, one goal in six playoff games last year. I believe he has one goal as a wild player in the playoffs. And he's been crap at the end of the season. So what's the justification? Well, Kirill likes to play with him. I mean, Michael's exactly right. You got Russian players coming. You got, you know, if this is your fear, if you're going to sabotage your own team because of a fear about Kirill's next contract, you, Bill Guerin doesn't care about that. Mm-mm. Take him off the line. Nope. I'm with you. Put Nyquist up there. Keep it moving here on Wild Vent Line. We're going to go up next to Logan. Logan, what's up, buddy? What's going on, fellas? How you all been? We're, right. We're okay. Yeah, I feel I'm that. I'm uh, yeah, me too. So uh, I was there for pregame. As soon as I saw Flurry come out, I was kind of irritated. This should be oh. Gus's net. Yep. Like 100% should be Gus's net. Yep. 100%. And uh, um, I mean, even today, like, I feel like they came out not as, they came out a little flat too. Like they weren't, didn't have like, the energy they had in game one when I was there too. So, Well, you know what drove me nuts tonight, especially for large portions of the first period, because I hated their start. And then the second as well, which was weird because I I didn't mind. I felt like they got their act together at the end of the first. What drove me crazy was all of the things I loved about game one, they didn't do for a huge portion of the first 40 minutes of game two. Like if you let Dallas skate, they're better than you. They're going to they're going to beat you. You've got to slow them down, play what I think could be described as more of a boring game, and instead it became, you know, the Jets against the Oilers circa 86. I, I don't understand that. That's not how you play. Yeah, it seemed like every puck off the board Dallas is beating us to tonight. Like the Rupe yeah. Hintz shorthanded goal, like every puck off the board, there was a Dallas star player there, and the wild players were nowhere to be seen. You're exactly right. So did – did you drive down there, or are you? A yeah, I'm in my Dallas? car. I'm in my car. I'm in my car right now. I live in Dallas, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I walked out a little, like two, two and a half minutes to go tonight. I usually don't leave, but you know, they're down seven to three, two and a half to go. And then I think Fleur, and I think Flurry should have been goal, pulled after the fourth goal, like one hundred percent. Like you could see he didn't have it. Yep. Well, and why not take him out after two? Exactly. Why, why not start Gus in the third period? I was really that, that really that really pissed me off. <laughs> like, I hear you, man. Awesome you know? stuff, Logan. Thank you, man. Thanks, Appreciate Logan. It. Drive home safely. Yeah, don't kidding. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess the the justification for not putting Gus in for the third period at that point because the game was over. I mean, they, they but rallied was, but back they, and but they were down by three. They had mm-hmm. been down by three, and they got within one and almost tied it. And again, I'm sick of. I'm sick of, well, the game's done. Okay, if you had come out and played a better game in the third, and I think lifting Flurry would have given the team a spark because it would have basically said you embarrassed him. Because it's not right. like you put the whole game. So, yeah, there's just – the inaction I saw tonight from behind the wild bench gives me PTSD from the Blue Series. Absolutely. Uh, a few wild fans still hanging out with us. By the way, if you want to join, it's vikingsventline at gmail.com. I see some people asking how to join. Uh, it's vikingsventline at gmail.com. I see the Timberwolves also lost. So if you want some Timberwolves breakdown, Phil Mackey, Kyle Tiger doing that also on this YouTube channel. We're trying to break the score North YouTube channel figuratively uh, tonight. Judd Zogad and myself are Judd's Hockey Show. Uh, Kyle Tiger and Phil Mackey are with uh, Flagrant Howls. So go check that out if you want some Wolves coverage. But if you want to join some Wild Vent Line, it's vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll go next to Luca. Luca, what's up, bud? Um, well, after that game, uh, I have two things to kind of talk about. And I'm going to be very blunt, but 
Uh, the first thing is no more BS, all right? This is the playoffs, all right? Um, Dina Everson, if you want to prove that you're that guy, Dean, then blow the lines up, right? This is the playoffs. This is not the same animals regular season. Judge, you've been knocking that perfectly all, all night on uh, Monday. Switch it up. Yep. If you look at all the teams that win, they do something different. They switch up the lines. Or in the case of the Flurry uh, Gustafson thing, they stay with the hot hand. Love Flurry is a great locker room guy, right? Has been a great guy all throughout his career. But listen, right? If it doesn't, if it's working, don't try and fix it, right? It's working. Gustafson played amazing. That was the reason we won, I believe, because of how good he was. And the second thing I just want to talk about is the wild fans and the wild team, right? When I was watching this game, watching those Dallas fans dance down seven to four, as a wild fan, you should be infuriated. Are you kidding me? That first guy that was on, he's got it right. If you're going to this game, Give them everything you got. This is the state of hockey. This is not uh, Florida. This is not anything else. This is the Minnesota Wild in the state of hockey, all right? And as the Wild, there is no guarantee that we will win these next games at all, right? So we need to turn it up, bring the fire, and keep the keister lit and run them out of Minnesota and run them out in Dallas and finish this thing off. Uh, Thank you guys for having me on. I just had to get that out, but you guys have a great night. That's Luca, awesome, man. Great call, Luca, man. Luca, Luca, that is so fire. spot on. And you know what? He's right, though. Here's the thing, too. I don't want to hear, well, they they played till 1 in the morning two nights ago. It's the playoffs. I don't give a damn. I don't care if they played till 5. First of all, the other team did, too. Second of all, this is the playoffs. This is, this is ideally about two months of hell. That's what this is. Yeah. And if fun. you aren't, if, and if you aren't prepared for that, if you aren't prepared for that, that's on you. So sick of, well, yeah, they played. Okay, they played late. Hartman's yeah. out. Okay, he's out. I don't Bluff. give a bleep. Let's go next to uh, my guy, Brandon. Brandon, are you okay? You're driving a car there. Is, there, is everything yeah. all right? Absolutely. I'm going to pull over here real quick. No. Okay, um, thank pretty, you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Pretty frustrated with that. With that uh, I, I wouldn't even say performance because they didn't show the whole game. Um I was really concerned. You know, you guys have talked about the goaltending and the lack of juggling lines. I, I was really, really concerned with how, how Dallas, they, they ended up, if you notice the guys on their breakout, they pushed both wingers super high to drive our defenseman back. So on our forecheck, we had no chance, and we didn't do anything different. We would dump the puck in. The lack of puck control in this game was atrocious. Yep. It, it was almost like we didn't want to bring the fight to them, even though that's our MO. That's the way we got to win. Every yeah. the first period, the second period, we kept laying off the hits. We kept we had no puck control. We gave them the puck back. We couldn't we couldn't establish four checks. We couldn't establish establish uh breakouts. We just kept throwing the puck back to their D and saying, Here you go. We're gonna sit back on our heels and and just play this. And even on the power play, if you guys notice our power play, what in the heck are we doing? We aren't even playing a diamond. We're not playing a box. It, it's like it's like they're they're trying to bait them to try to do a cross ice pass. These guys are professional hockey players. They can make beautiful passes. And these guys are skilled and talented. It's not like there's a bunch of Ryan Reeves out there who who kind of have brick hands. But you guys gotta you gotta give me something. There was no change in the PK. There was no change in the neutral zone, losing of pucks. There was no change in the forecheck. And it was like, oh, my goodness, you're setting your D up to fail. You look at how many odd man rushes we gave because we were that we just pretty much played their game that they wanted us to play. And it was Correct. really hard to watch as as just a guy who loves hockey, who's played hockey. But I'm not like Dean Everson, a coach of a NHL team. These are just things I'm observing, and you aren't doing a darn thing about it. And on top of that, you play flurry, and it's just like I, I nobody can come on this show and give excuses who is sane, who has actually watched hockey before, and, and, and walk away saying, oh, I'm going to sleep good tonight as a wild hockey fan or a wild hockey player. This was, this was a travesty, in my opinion, when you had a golden opportunity to go into their barn and absolutely lay the wood to them 
and I felt they played scared. I, people can call, people can talk about the the bogus calls uh, in the first period or that four minute that we shouldn't. You know, it don't matter. That's not it's why you lost. You got you that exactly. That is not the reason why they lost. Correct. There were so many levels to this game that looked like you were watching a peewee hockey game against high schoolers. Amen, here, Brandon. Great stuff, so, dude. And Brandon, here's the best point about that whole tirade, because you're exactly right. It brings back memories of a year ago against the yeah. Blues. Because what did what did Pete DeBoer do? He adjusted. Because this is a playoff yeah. series. See, that's the thing is, coaching, as you know, because you played, coaching in this sport in a playoff series is enormous. Yeah. Adjustments are. And what you're citing, and you're exactly right, was Pete DeBoer adjusted. What did the Wild do? They started flurry, but they didn't adjust anything. Like, you have to adjust on the fly. Dean literally is like what we complain about on Purple Daily with, with football coaches. He needs an in-game adjustment coach. Qu- question for you. Why is Felino with Boldy and Johansson tonight? I, he totally, and, it was like an anchor on a boat. I, no, I, get, I know. I, I can't. Get, I get Dean wants to lay the lumber a little bit or have some semblance of maybe some power there. But, dude, throw Sunquist up there. Right. That's throw, what I was just going to say. You got to do something. Felino was – I'm sorry. That was hard to watch. Great we stuff, Rand. We couldn't make a simple pass, and I'll, I'll leave someone else to, to, to pick up the pieces after that because – I, I'm speechless at this point. This did not look like a professional team on the ice tonight. Thanks, Great stuff, man. man. Thank you, Brandon. That's awesome. They're, you had to, they're you bringing had to pull it over the car. You had to pull over the car. He, they're bringing it. Did, did it the right way. The um, viewers yeah. are bringing it, and I love you for it. If you guys want to join the show too, it's VikingsVentLine at gmail.com. This is Judd's Hockey Show. We're live after every wild playoff game. Uh, for your calls, your takes on the situation and whatnot, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. This is. Score North. We'll keep the calls moving here. Let's go next uh, to Andrew. Andrew, what's up, buddy? How are you? Yeah, well, this pretty Jay much Cat. describes <laughs> yeah, she, That cat's like, screw this. Sleeping. Just like Michael Russo tweeted before the game, it literally looks like the Wild are playing scared and they're going to roll over tonight. That's what they did. For the start flurry. Hartman, you're probably good to go, but, you know, we should just save you for all the fans back in Minnesota and not go for up 2 or nothing. It's just ridiculous, yeah. like you've been talking about. You know, it's just missing passes, down 2 nothing before we can even speak, and then, you know, we come back, and it's just like, oh, great, and then Flurry, I'm just going to open my legs and just let another goal in. It's just like not even trying on that breakaway. What? It's a bad, yeah. Breakaway? Like, is this is this 1979 where we're just gonna go flying poke check? When's the last time you? Well, and it was a lazy ass poke check too. It wasn't he. He couldn't commit. He couldn't decide. Like that's the on the ice. Yeah, and that's the but that's the wimpiest poke check attempt I've ever seen. He's sort of like "Ah, I don't know. And Hints was or whoever scored it was laughing before he even shot it. He's just (laughs) like, "What are you doing, man? Like, like get off." I don't know. You know, it literally seems like, oh, this is going to be a tough game for the Wild again tonight because we're up one nothing, and, you know, we stole game one. So we should just roll over and start all the crap, guys. It's like, Merrill, why are you still fired with Faber? What are you doing out there? Like, Everson, it's, you know, like, you, you know, where it's, it's oh, being a dead horse. Yeah, he's like, he's pissed. He's like, yeah, you. Cat's like, I'm out of here. Up. Anyway, guys, second night. Hopefully You're we awesome. get him in game three, but I don't know. Thanks, we'll man. See. Appreciate good, it, Andrew. Good stuff, man. Appreciate you. Way to wake up the cat. Uh, we'll keep it moving. Wild vent line. Vikings vent line, though, at gmail.com. If you want to join, it's scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Let's go next to Dante. Hey, Dante. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Of course. <clears throat> oh, man. Super, super disappointing. I think uh, you know, I was on the stream Monday night, and I talked about how it really was just a complete effort from the whole team. You know, they played tight. They played defensive, you know, exactly as they need to. And uh, it almost seemed like tonight was just the complete opposite. Um, and, you know, you can you can talk about a lot of the individual performances that were less than what they should have been. You know, people mentioned Gustafson and Zuccarello and Merrill, right? Um, but one, you know, I guess probably unpopular um, criticism that I might have is 
actually, you know, from Kaprizov tonight. You know, he always tries really hard. You know, he plays his heart out, and he did tonight as well. But I just didn't really see a lot from him. And I honestly, I, I the effort was there. I think he was just distracted. I think that the whole team just, you know, was really excited, you know, thought that um, we were going to be able to come here and just do what we did again last night. And uh, just the focus wasn't all there. And it just led to, you know, obviously um, the puck slipping through the cracks and just not doing what we needed to do overall. On your Caprice South point, I think he's frustrated. He's frustrated because he wants to win hockey games. Mm-hmm. And when he sees the, everyone else grabbing their sticks, like, you know, squeeze, squeezing their sticks like this, I think he gets frustrated, which is why I would pull him in and say, we're separating you from Zuccarello, dude. Like, he's he's frustrated. I also, I, I'm also not convinced that the pseudo cross-check in game one didn't hurt him. But, I mean, I, I think what you're seeing is a guy, I mean, he got a 10-minute misconduct at the end for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think there's a frustration. I mean, this is what for uh, Dex, for him, playoff uh, two or three now? Three. And, yeah, mm-hmm. so three. And, I mean, this is the same crap. But, you know, the guy who said it, he's exactly right. The lack of adjustments tonight is so concerning. Because Dallas adjusted, they tweaked, they changed things. What did you change? On the first goal um, that that Dante was just bringing up there. So bang, 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 chain reaction, what happened there? Zuccarello has a horrible turnover in the offensive zone that clears the puck all the way down. Boldy then snipes it back up. Kirill gets it to Kirill. And Kirill has done this numerous times this year. He'll make a turnover at the blue line. It results in a shorthanded chance the other way. That happens. Mojo doesn't pick up his guy. Leaves Flurry out to dry a little bit. And so three, four culprits right there are, are let alone just yeah. we are, are are responsible for the Dallas Stars going up one nothing on a shorthanded goal. And what looks like this Dallas Stars team is unbelievable on special teams. You know, five on five yeah. of like the wildest chances. They're talented, yeah. They're really good. They're very um, talented. But yes, I mean Krill's gonna have a couple plays like those every once in a while, but he's I, I agree. I saw a YouTube commenter say he's at eighty percent right now. That's probably accurate. He's probably the turnover was ninety percent was bad, but I think it's frustration. And yeah, I don't think. But but again, I'm not going to absolve him because everyone's sort of hurt right now, right? For sure, like yeah, no, everyone's next. Like like this is the playoffs. Nobody's healthy. Look at look the first game. Look at how many guys around the league had to leave because they're either bleeding profusely or something's broken. You know, absolutely. So, but but I do think that there is a frustration because this repeats itself every year. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up those springtime goals. Head to Factormeals.com slash Judd50 and use code Judd50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Judd50 at Factormeals.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VikingsVentLine at gmail.com. If you want to join uh, this wild vent line, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. We got Kyle Tiger and Phil Mackey on the other side to um, break down right Timberwolves stuff. You're going to get another beer? Yeah, hell yeah. Right. Are you in kidding? The, in the meantime, I'm going to mute Jug I have no idea what he does when I when I don't mute his mic. So we're going to give it to Elijah. Elijah, what's up, pal? What'd you think, man? What's up, Dex? How you doing, man? I'm good, oh. buddy. Dude, what a crazy night, huh? I mean, just all across the board. I was double screening all night. I had, like, the wild going down here and then the wolves going up there. And there was just points where it's like I'm watching Anthony Edwards commit a foul and then Kaprizov go to the bench for a minor. And I'm just like, what is happening? It seems like everyone – it seems like both basketball and hockey, Minnesota was just completely aligned tonight in having their moments and then choking in the end. And it really feels like, man, there's just this energy 
for Minnesota playoff teams that like we're everyone's little brother and like going into it, you know, like we always like, we feel like we're not going to overcome the challenge of like the nuggets or, you know, the giants for some crazy reason with the Vikings. And uh, yeah, it was just unbelievable. And I'm, I'm not really um, as educated in hockey or basketball as I am in football, but like, even I, after watching like game one and game two, just like why the heck is flurry starting tonight i mean what happened there like i don't know what the decision making in that whole process was but like just seemed like an utter dumb mistake but minnesota sports man what can you say elijah great stuff man stick with it appreciate you coming on yeah yeah have thick skin though dude because you're gonna need it um flurry starting you know I, I mean i do think it's part of and i don't agree with this but i think it's part of hey we rotated all year so we're gonna continue to rotate and i also think and this is the problem too from dean maybe bill as well but anyway from dean dex i sense that there is always an overcorrection. so like last year we started flurry right until it was too late so now we're gonna rotate like my idea borrowing off the jacques um idea oh, in 2003 and Jacques Lemaire, best coach I've seen coach this, this team was you play Gustafson. And then like, let's say he lost tonight. You play flurry at home in game three. You don't rotate them. Really? Like it's not to your point. This is not February in Calgary and then Edmonton. So what, like if the wild, let's say the wild come back on Friday night, they win game three. Um, hopefully that's the case. You stick it with Gus, right? Like they don't, they don't continue the rotation. If they don't, they'll get torched. If they don't and they lose game four, they'll be torched. I mean, they're going to be criticized right now. I, because, I mean, I know that people are trying to justify it and say, well, this is what Dean did. But you don't take the blueprint that you had in the regular season and and lay that on the playoffs. You've got to adjust. You've got to, again, I got no problem with Flurry playing after Gustafson after a loss. But this whole thing, well, Gus was tired and so, or, or, you know, what Boucher was saying, which is, you know, they're trying to protect the young goaltender. I don't know if you watch game one, but I didn't see a kid that needed protecting. Mm-mm. You know, oh my God, you might get blown out in game two. And then tonight, why after two periods don't you go to Gus? Well, you're protecting Gustafson. If you really think that Gustafson's that soft, which I do not, then he shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And he clearly should. It, it's just... You know, this is another case of tonight. You largely got out coached, just like Bruby did you last year. It drives me nuts. And Ottinger was like far from perfect. Ottinger was unbelievable in game one. Like yep. honestly, unbelievable. He gave up three goals, but he was unbelievable. He was he was beatable tonight. He was one hundred percent beatable tonight. Yeah. The Goudreau goal was a great goal, but I mean he he probably stops that puck in game one, right? Absolutely. I'm I'm seeing comments that Dean's press conference is disturbing. Are, are you seeing quotes from it? Let me see here. So I saw a flower I, quote from, from friend of the show, Michael Russo, that was basically saying that he was, you know, obviously naturally pissed. And, you know, I think it's embarrassing that um, you give up seven goals like that. Um, let's see here. Yeah. Flurry, Flurry at least said embarrassing on my part, giving up seven goals like that. He was very upset. He didn't keep the score at four or three when the wild scored 11 seconds apart. Um, he found out yesterday that he was starting game two, despite Gustafson playing tremendous in game one. So the decision to start flurry was made yesterday yeah. in the middle of the off day. Yeah. It's not, it's not a sudden one. There's mm-hmm. no question. They basically had it in their mind that they were going to continue the rotation, no matter how well Gus played, which to me is very flawed. Uh, also Peter DeBoer on all the misconducts at the end is uh, was said, quote, Minnesota takes penalties. They're the sixth most penalized team in the league, so we're ready for that, end quote. That from uh, Peter DeBoer. Okay. Um, can, can you put up the uh, the comment from Ted Snazza? I'm looking at a comment, 11.59 p.m. from Ted. You see There's it? a lot of comments. Ted Snazza, there we go. Judd, All right, go. okay. I, I want to address this, Ted. It says, Judd, you're speaking very black and white right now. If Gus can't handle it, he shouldn't be here, question mark, be better. I'm saying if you think he can't, he shouldn't be here. He can, you screwed up. Not you, Ted. Dean did, okay? So the point is, if you think 
They're starting Gustafson coming off 51 saves, double overtime, two days ago, by the way, not last night. If you are now saying, and this was suggested, I'm not saying it, and Dean's not, but if you are suggesting, well, this, this let's flurry start and maybe take this game, it's idiotic. As Mike says here, ride the Gus bus. My, my point was it's a crazy thing for anyone that thinks they were saving Gus from himself tonight by starting. No, that was just how they've always done things. They are the co-worker who says to you, this is how we've always done it. And it's like, not now we shouldn't do it that way. Just because he didn't want one, doesn't mean. No, this is how we've always done it. As Brad Childress said when he got here in 2006 Uh, with the Vikings, uh, uh, that's that comment is nails on a chalkboard. All right, let's go next to Darian on Wild Vent Line. Hey, Darian. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about our center group and how injured it is and the need for it. Like, we really struggled up the middle, and their guy scored a hat trick. And it just, we've been preaching it all year and how we need centers. Yep. And like now it's just hurting us, right? What are your guys' thoughts? I think you're exactly right. But again, I'm not going to blame that because guys get hurt constantly. It's the playoffs. Um, it's not what, it's not an excuse. But yes, your point is well taken. We have, I mean, Dex and I have been talking for how long, Declan, about the need for depth there. And this is where it bites you in the ass that Rossi hasn't developed. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, Marco Rossi, there is no, like, this development, and he might be fine. I don't know. But this slow development is where it bites you. And look, Rossi was awesome in the AHL this year. Good for him. He should be. He's a ninth overall pick. He should be tearing it up. Matt Boldy went down to the AHL, tore it up, and wasn't ready at the time. Rossi's had opportunities to make the club and show them something and they haven't it's no secret too that the dallas stars have a center matchup of an advantage that's tenfold against the wild they got four centers that absolutely roll i mean you can stack up any team against anyone in the playoffs right now someone's going to have an advantage here and someone's going to have a disadvantage there that's just how it's going to roll um and if this might be the big thing that you know prevents the Wild from moving on against the Dallas Stars, because that is probably the most glaring thing that, for God's sakes, Wyatt. I mean, what Wyatt Johnson is doing is what you wanted Marco Rossi to do this year, right, Judd? I mean, that's well, that's put- probably the comp. I mean, that's a guy's a thirty goal scorer, and he can not he can't buy a beer for another year and a half. So, yeah, the whole thing that is going to be something to watch. I think as as time goes on in this series, and yes, the Rossi part does definitely hurt you. We'll continue to roll. Jay, what's up, bud? How are you? Hey, uh, not as great as Monday night, but we're doing okay here. How about you? Okay. Same. Yeah. Same. Um, exactly. So, so obviously, you know, wanted to talk about Flurry and uh, and Gus. You know, didn't agree with the decision to start Flurry night. Um, the one thing I will push back on Judd is I think, you know, keeping him in there for the third period, I actually kind of do like that choice, and I think that means that going forward, uh, it's going to be Gus. Um, I think keeping Gus fresh for game three rather than throw him into the fire tonight when we were definitely not going to come back is probably, you know, the way we go about it. Um, thoughts on that? Um, in my opinion, Dallas was playing a style tonight where coming back was possible. I think you got to lift uh, f- Flower at that point because what you basically have to say to the team is you have let down a Hall of Fame goaltender, you bozos. Yeah. So if Gus comes in, and, and I guess I'm just not that concerned about, about him being tired because it's the playoffs. Like, ideally, you're exhausted the entire time. Like, there's no keeping guys fresh. They get hurt. And so I thought because of what we saw in, in the second period when the score was 4-1, the Wild scored two quick goals and darn near tied it. I thought if, if Dean had made adjustments in the third, that there was a chance to push it. But the Wild Sword just came out, like, and this is what drives me crazy. Ah, we've lost. Um, but I guess I, I, I sort of uh, go against the grain on the tired thing or, or not because the playoffs is a just an absolute sports war. And yeah. so I, I don't think that you're ever, like, fresh. Sure. You I, I, yeah. I'm more thinking, like, now that they've seen it, what happened with Fleury and Net, they just thought to themselves, okay, now it's Gus, next game, we're going to start it. And, and that's hope, hope so. hopefully it is that, but. Um, yeah, if, I guess we'll see if it's not something's really wrong. Yep. Thanks guys. Thanks. Thank Jay. You. 
Uh, by the way, Dean Evison on the goalie decision to switch Flurry was quoted saying, it's what we do. We've done it all year. Yeah. said the game wasn't on Flurry, and he plans to stick with the goalie plan and evaluate each game. Let me tell you something, Dean. Just let me, let me, let me, let me save you a little evaluation here uh, from a very amateur guy who likes to drink seltzers and tell, and tell other hockey coaches and players what he thinks he knows better than anyone else. If your goaltender goes out and stops 42 consecutive pucks again on Friday, there's no analyzation there. There's nothing to evaluate. You got your guy. You got your guy. There's, there, there, there's no, nothing to – just because you've been doing something all year does not mean you have to continue to do it, okay? I'm not going to continue to drive my gas tank on E because I've been doing it all year. I'm going to fill up my gas tank before it gets to E, dummy. It's pretty simple to do. Pretty simple to do. I'm still now I'm, – I'm now – I was calm. I was calm. I hope I he's not serious. calm down. I hope he's now not I'm serious. Again. I'm legitimately I... pissed. I hope he's not serious. But keep in mind, if they continue this, it's a it's not just Dean then. There's no way. That's it's yeah, it's a it's Billy too then. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh let's go next to Alex. Alex, what's up, bud? Hey guys, how's it going? Good, how are you? That was a game. Uh, oh man, if I have to watch Zuccarello throw another puck in the middle of the ice and with a turnover again, I'm just gonna turn the TV off. I'm so tired of it. Why is he on that line? And you're right. I mean, how many times, because this goes back to months now, how many stupid passes where, where he's trying to be Gretzky do we have to see before there's some type of accountability to that? I swear, it's like 1% of the time it works. The other 99% it's a turnover that goes the other way that leads to a good scoring chance. Yeah. But um, my main thing I wanted to talk about, and I know the goalie thing has been big tonight, but it's so incredibly stupid what they did. I, I can't think of any good reason. I just can't like, you know, they can say, Oh, it's what we've done all year. What other team in the playoffs this year does a goalie rotation of, Oh, you play one game, then you get the next, right? This is the playoffs. Like you can't be doing that crap. And then the other thing, you know, is oh he might be tired. Jake Ottinger played the exact same game. They both right. played the same amount of time, exactly. right? Like it's, it's not like, Oh, you know, he, Jake Ottinger, you know, he gets a rest too. And Jake Ottinger played 61 games in the regular season. If anyone should be tired, it should be him. <laughs> right. and, and I look at the, I just looked up the ages, right? Jake Ottinger is 24 years old. Philip Gustafson, 24 years old. They're exact same age. It's not a, oh, you know, he's too young for this. They're the same age. Dallas would trusted their goalie. Our goalie outplayed their goalie. Why? Like, it's so stupid. It makes no sense. It's it's just it's how they've always done it, young man. That's how the wild operates. This is how we've always because that's what Dean's going to say. He is the guy at your work who says who you're like, this makes no sense. And he's like, but this is how we've always done it. It is infuriating. And here's the problem, too. It feels like and I'm not saying that this is the case, so don't send a quick note. It feels like Gustafson and Flurry's like parents are involved, right? My son has to play the next game. Okay, Mr. Gustafson, your son will play that. You know, this is this rotation in the playoffs, it's like it's peewee hockey. Come on. You're I mean, I'm totally with you, but I just I'm so tired of a lack of adjustments and, and a lack of thinking that differs from the regular season. Because the regular season in hockey and the playoffs have nothing in common. Yeah, and I I'm really hoping that I'm wrong about this, but I'm wondering if this is a Bill Guerin thing because I, I think he's got to be involved. It's influenced for sure. He, Cause he's, yeah. I've, I've loved what he's done for the most part, but I some of too. the dumb things he's done is like the Goligoski thing, right? Yep. That's him being loyal to a, you know, a former penguin. Right. Yep. And now you got Mark Andre Fleury, who he loves as a former penguin. I, I think like Dean Evison deserves stuff, but I think, you know, Bill Guerin, you got to look at him too. Good stuff, Alex. Hundred percent, amen, yes. man. Yes, Great there's stuff. no, there's no way if Billy came downstairs and said, "Dino, Flurry ain't playing." There's no way Dean plays him. Correct. All right, a couple more callers here on Wild Bentline. We're almost uh, an hour into this thing, so thank you so much. Uh, we'll, we'll have the phone lines open for just a little bit more. So, uh, if you'd like to get in, it's VikingsBentline at gmail dot com. As Stella the dog has some takes. There you go, Stella. Stella, she's like Vinny's been on his back with, her head. with his mom for like the last hour and a half. He has no interest in hanging out with dad. Dawn's gone, so Stella, it's just me. Oh boy, single dad. Mm-hmm. I've done a pretty good job. Good for you, uh, Mort. What's up, pal? 
How's it going? I, I totally agree with Judd and Alex. I mean, it's it's not peewee hockey. I mean, you don't you don't do it's you know the NHL playoffs. You don't do the you don't rotate goaltenders. You play your top goaltender. Jake Ottinger played like you said. He played the same game as Philip Gustafson in Game One. Yeah, and they're the same age. And um, I, I just, I mean, I've heard some rumblings about Gustafson maybe not being a hundred percent. I'm not, I'm not sure how how valid those rumblings are. But uh, you know, if if Gustafson's you know ready to go, you play your top goaltender in right. the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, it's just, I it. It's astonishing. I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I have no, I have no words for it after that. I mean, it's agreed. You play, you play Gustafson, Fleury should not play um, the rest of the series. Um, you know, the team didn't play very good as well either. You, you can put all the blame on Fleury, but Gustafson should be no question the starting goaltender rest of the series. So thanks for having me guys. Thank Appreciate you. Good more. stuff. He's exactly right. Yeah. He's, he's exactly right. And I, I have not heard that Gus is uh, banged up. I don't doubt that Gus is, but here's the thing. Unless he says, I can't play, in which case you're going to have to have another backup goaltender tonight, he plays. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is, you know, I can't stress enough, no one's healthy. So if you're like, if you can't, if you tell, and I'm sure he did not, if you tell Everson, I can't start, I can't play, then you're not on the bench. Mm-hmm. And he was. And I guarantee you he didn't say that. All right, let's go to Adam here. Adam might wrap things up for us on the vent line side of things. Adam, what's up, pal? Hey, man, how you boys doing? Bring it in there. Hang in. Yeah, so um, coming into this game, I watched Dean Evison's press conference this morning and just uh, listening to him, I kind of felt, and just kind of listening to what you two think, kind of felt that we were coming into this game like, hey, we're up one, and worst case scenario is we go back home one-to-one in this series. and. And I heard you guys saying earlier today that we're sick of this one-on-one and coming back home or whatnot, and we want to be 2-0. and And I'm sick of hearing that. Like, let's go and win this game 2 and be 2-0, go home and figure this out. Also, um, I don't know if I, I understand Hartman's hurt and we got some boys banged up, but it's playoffs. Let's try right. to get these boys in and get the series. Thanks, boys. Thanks for taking my call. Have a good night. Thanks, You're awesome. Adam. Thanks. Yep, that, that's exactly right. Guys are hurt. They're going to be hurt. Um, it's too bad I can't play, but guess what? If you are a Stanley Cup type of team, if you're going to win a round, you're going to have to get through it. And, you know, it's not – here's the problem with being happy right now. Because you know what, Dex? Let's say they lost 4-3 in OT. Great game again, right? Like game one. I'd be like, okay, they competed really hard. And they lost. Here's my problem, though. When it feels like you're happy coming home with a split, you lose 7-3. to three. It's how tonight looked that really bothers me. It's the lack of adjustments that bothers me. It's the goaltending decision and then sticking with him after he gives up six goals on 23 sh- shots through two periods that bothers me. Okay? So there is a way in which I'd be like, to all the folks who are like, calm down, it's 1-1. I'd say, okay, that's fine. If you'd played hard, if you'd played a good game, if you'd played your game, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. They didn't come close. They lost by four goals. They got within one goal in the second period through, uh, through I don't know, some divine intervention, and then they fell apart again. And they did nothing. It was very much like everybody was happy just to come home. And, I mean, here's the other thing, too. Eric Sinek didn't play in game one. Are you telling me Ryan Hartman's that important? Mm-mm. I know he scored... The, the goal in the second OT, and it was a nice... But are you telling me that right that the loss of Ryan Hart... Did you just lose Mark leg. Messi? Yeah, Mark he was Messi? on one leg. Yeah, he was on one leg. And and a, and a guy who has been very up and down all season. Not the same guy from, <sighs> from last year by any means. A couple more flurry quote, uh, quotes, I should just say in general, as I'm seeing from uh, from uh, Michael Russo that are coming in here from The Athletic. Uh, Mark Andre saying, bottom line... Is a quote, I didn't make any good key saves tonight. Gus played excellent the last game, and it was a long one. I just wish I could have stepped up and gave him a break and gave him the win to keep going here. Uh, Gus was tremendous and awesome the last game, and I just want to do my part, my job tonight, and keep the team rolling and starting a winning streak, and I didn't, and that pisses me off, end quote. Um, yep. Again, the Everson quote, 
on the flurry decision is quote it's what we do right we've done it all year the game nothing was on flower tonight it was all on us well flower was awful dean he wasn't great but but I, it's not and flower acknowledges that and flower knows that like he's saying that i have no problem with how flower handles this i have a problem with dean but but i mean okay so here's a quote that mike tweeted 50 seconds ago and this is the type of crap that drives me up the wall okay Everson felt Boldy, our second our, our second best scorer, had a clear breakaway to tie the score when they called Johansson offside. And he said replay showed it was onside. I don't care. It's the playoffs. I don't give a damn. Yeah. And by I the way, you, and by the way, you were down by one to tie the score. You then give up the next two goals. I mean, I don't need excuses. I need results. I need what what we saw in game one. You let Dallas play their game. I have no, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury is incredibly accountable. And as a player, like as a Hall of Famer, I love the guy, okay? Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure. It, it's an honor to cover him. It's Farvinian, okay? So just to be very clear, this is not like a vendetta against the guy. I love him. And, and watching the end of his career is a complete privilege. But this crap from Dean just doesn't fly for me, Declan. Mm-mm. The lack of adjustments, the quotes, the whole thing, it, it doesn't work. Marc-Andre Fleury can handle being the guy that's behind another goalie. He's done it in Pittsburgh. Remember, okay, He's done yeah. it in Las Vegas. He is hockey royalty to Judd's point. He's first ballot Hall of Famer. He will be in the Hall of Fame on the first ballot, one of the most decorated goalies of all time. But he can handle this. You're not hurting his feelings, not starting in, in game two. And if Gustafson again, off my rant from 15 minutes ago, if he yep. plays lights out again, there, there, there's, there's no eval. There is no going back to the drawing board. There is no meeting of what do we do in net? The answers are right in front of you, bud. There, there's no one else to consult. There's nothing to do. That is it. That's how that would roll. No, and you need to adjust and you need to do, and you need to get back to the style that you played in game one. And you need to understand that Pete DeBoer, every time that you adjust, hopefully you do, Dean, is going to adjust back, and you need to outsmart that. Absolutely. Like, like this is the thing, is coaching in the playoffs in this league is incredibly important. It's incredibly important. Yes, it's on the players to play well, but they need to be put in a position to succeed. And the X's and O's of hockey, which I don't really think rear their head too much in January, like, it's certainly there, but I don't think it's a huge deal. They become instrumental this time of year. It's a constant adjustment to the adjustment. And if you don't make them, you're going to lose. You lost to St. Louis and you'll lose to Dallas, sure as hell. And, like, the most fundamental easy talking point is in goal, right? Yep. But when you look at what Dallas did tonight to combat what they saw in game one, and when you look at what the what what the Wild never did in game to readjust, you got a problem. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't think to be extremely clear, Dean gets fired if they go out in the first round, but I think coaching becomes the enormous conversation. Absolutely. No, no. I mean, his, his future is tied to this series, tied to these playoffs to a degree too, obviously, but well, it should be, it should be for sure. His long-term future and commitment is tied to this 100%. Um, Judd, final thoughts. You're gonna be live at the X on Friday night, obviously. Um, yeah, game three, eight o'clock central, 8 30, right? I think it's 8 30. Uh, yeah, I think the wild, 8 50. Yeah, 8 50. If I'm not mistaken, I think the wolves and the wild on Friday night with the wolves at Target Center and the wild at the X start at the exact same time. So, but at least it's a Friday night. Um, my final thoughts are this it's time for us to see competent coaching in the playoffs that's my final thought and yes it starts gustafson's gonna start okay i mean he'll he'll start but you need to be prepared for dallas because pete DeBoer, pretty good tactician you need you need to be prepared for dallas to continue to adjust and you know dex keep in mind you know in in a lot of ways this is probably not far off from the golden knight series that pete DeBoer coached against dean a couple years ago that's right like, like that was a good that again. That was that that Vegas team was better than you, but you were not a bad team. You could have won and, that series, and you exactly about seven when games. seven when seven games. And then if you remember, 
you know, for everyone who's like, oh, that's fine. They lost tonight. Game seven, if I recall, very much resembled tonight. Vegas came out and jumped you because they knew how. So I want there's a lot of things that I want to see on Friday night. There's a lot of things that go beyond going back to Gus. And um, I, I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear that an offsides call was blown. I don't want to hear that you've lost guys. What I want to see is I want to see the proper adjustments made to put you in a position to win a couple of games. And more importantly, I want to see you make the adjustments in game three. And then I want to see you outsmart Pete DeBoer in game four and readjust to what his adjustments are in game to beat him again. That's what I want. Home ice advantage. So games three and four are in St. Paul coming up here. You'd be smart. Jed will be there on Sunday. Programming note, actually. We, I believe, AJ Fredrickson and I on Sunday night. Yeah, I am uh, I am uh, 30th anniversary. Look at you. We are going to go out of town. Um, I am looking forward to it. That's on the record. So Judd will be live tweeting during his anniversary weekend, I'm sure, on Sunday with his beloved. I'll be watching the game. I've already told her we're yes. going to watch the game. Five, if, 5.30 puck drop. Yeah. And I'll be thinking so. to myself, I really wish I could talk about it. Hey, Dex, uh, evening Judd here. I could. I might even get one with You might uh, get an evening Judd. Wouldn't shock me at you, all. And you're going to get one in, in about, uh, let's see, at about 12.30 tonight, you're, you're going to get one. Or Probably morning. right. Uh, hey, hit the subscribe button, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. We got scoops tomorrow with Darren Doogie Wolfson. That'll be on this channel. We'll hear from Pat Royce. Uh, we'll also have some, probably maybe in a pie chart or two, potentially on the Wilder Wolves, if not both. And then, of course, Purple Daily as well, Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. Uh, Judd and I need to get, like, you know, our classic six hours of sleep here before we start the content train again. Judd might have one more surly as he sends me an evening, Judd. Wouldn't shock me one bit. And some my coffee. Third of, my third pot. You are an incredible specimen. I'm not kissing your ass. Just coffee and beer. Fisting at twelve twenty three a.m. Central yeah. Time. Good for you. Playoff time. Good. For Someone's got to be hardened to playoff time. Uh, so again, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back on Friday for Game Three. Plenty of Score North content coming your way and pass shoot score.